Hello, and welcome to the podcast. This is Shannon, your beer mistress. This is Ian. And this is Cousin Max. Welcome to the Micro Brew Review. Heyo. Today we are featuring one of our new favorite breweries. We are enjoying some Firestone Walker today. Delightful. Actually, two that we haven't tried before. So There is a case shop near Ian's apartment that actually has a fantastic array of... They really do. They do a good job there. I was skeptical when you first told me about it because it really is so teeny tiny. I don't necessarily... It's like a little hole in the wall. See, I like the sound of case shop more than bottle shop. Bottle shop. Yeah, for right? Not, it's for those that are not faint of heart. It's, you know what, I'm going to go in whole hog and I'm going to make this happen. But I went in there a couple days ago and uh, they were very pleased by my selections. Yeah, you got a... Uh... Quite a few. Uh, yeah, I, I basically walked in knowing exactly what I wanted. I said, Hi, do you have Hop Slam, Ten Fitty, Le Fin du Monde? And they're like, Yes, yes, and yes. Do you, do you want to know how much they're going to cost? I said, No, I'm, I'm sure it's expensive, but that's what I want. And while I was looking around, I saw this mixed case to Firestone, which they said they just got in. It's new. Firestone's never offered it before. And I. I think all beers companies should offer mixed cases because it's a great way to test out a variety of beers. And again, I'm talking about the whole thing where it's like, would I buy a case of it? Right. You know? And if I haven't tried their Pale 31, which is the first one we're drinking here, I, I don't think that I would buy a case of it just because I've never had it. Even though you but know you like Firestone. It's, right. It's still... But if it's in a mix pack of Firestone where I'm getting, let's say, a six pack of it, at the very least, I have a pale ale that I can give to my friends if I don't like it. Um, if I enjoy it, Great. And even if I only like it a little bit, there's only six of them. So it's not 24. I also love mix packs for parties. Mm -hmm. Because then there's something for everybody, but you're also controlling the quality because you're picking the brand. Yep. River Horse does a really nice mix pack. Yeah. And they're very affordable. That was the stout that I had the other day. Aha! It was a River Horse... um, I think it was an oatmeal stout. Okay. Yeah. And it was actually very, very tasty. I, I've had it, I, I don't, it was a long time ago, and I don't remember the name. We'll have to make another trip down there at some point. I think you'll both find it quite educational. All right. To the bottle shop or to River Horse? To the Cambridge. Oh, the South yes, Street yes. bar he mentioned last week. Which I was, uh, was... quite enamored with. Uh, both the service, the bartenders were phenomenal, uh, both in their conversation and their delivery, but also with their suggestions. Nice. Um, which I'm always about, you know, if I go to... I order a plate of food. I think I ordered the nachos, which were gigantic and had to be split amongst three grown men. Um, <laughs> but when I was looking into a third or a fourth beer, I was like, look, you know, out on this menu, what would you be drinking right now? Don't tell me about it. Bring it to me. Right. And I would like to go over it with you. And nice. he, he obliged, and it was uh, it was wonderful. It sounds so very British. Were their nachos the Cambridge. better than Jose Pistola's nachos? Having it been quite some time since I've had nachos at Jose Pistola's, I would say that the nachos were different, but I enjoyed them more than the nachos at Cantina, which is another Mexican place in South Philadelphia that I enjoy. Okay. I just think... Like, they Jose's were very, hands down, best These nachos were very Philly. unconventional nachos. They weren't, you know, that go to a Mexican place and get nachos. Well, same with the Jose's nachos, because they're, they're on, like... They're just on their, their house-made chips, which are great. Not, not, not potato chips or anything, but... Um, tortilla chips, probably. Yeah, tortilla, they're, they're homemade tortilla chips. But Kildare's also does theirs on homemade potato chips. Mm. And that's really good, too. Well, that's uh, they're called Irish nachos. Mm-hmm. That I've been to a, a bunch of places that do. Um, the Bull's Head in Lidditz does Irish nachos like that. My mother was very confused. I'd drive there just for that. Just for some potato chip nachos? Well, just for the Bull's Head. Is that kind of like potatoes over town? I asked him to come to meet me in Victoria next week, and he wasn't sure he wanted to drive two hours to go to Victoria, but you drive an hour and a bit to go to... You know what I don't have to go through to get to... A tunnel? Yeah. <laughs> say or Baltimore. The Beltline. <laughs> you know what I would drive 30 minutes to go to? Teresa's. Teresa's. Oh, my God. I was there the other day. I had a very powerful lunch with my friend. <clears throat> oh, yeah. I would definitely go back there. That'd be phenomenal. I... It's never disappointing. was so <laughs> close the other day. I got a massage at Ame, which is was voted best salon and spa on the main line, which is a big deal because there's a lot of salon and spas on the main line. Pretty much every other shop is either a hairdresser or a spa. But I... Or was, both. Or jewelry. Not going to lie, freaked me out a little bit because when I was done, they gave me a slip of paper and it said, you, you know, 
take this up front. And then when I opened it, it's my history of everything I've ever gotten done there. I was like, oh, God. Just like Tria. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But it's like, oh, I remember that massage. Oh, yes. Matthew was very good. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like um, my birthday massage, which was the over the top, you know, all day affair that was on there. And I was like, oh, man. It also said that I owed nothing for yesterday. And I look skeptically and thought of you because <laughs> yeah uh when i bought his birthday haircut he got really mad and he's like i'm gonna buy you something to make up for it and yeah you know i like to lay in wait you'll never suspect it <laughs> spanish inquisition your tools are fear and surprise mostly surprise oh, okay <laughs> but unfortunately Almeida is right across from teresa's and when i'm done fortunately oh so you could go to teresa's and then you could go and detox. That's the thing. When I get done, delicious... she says, I'd do it the other way around. well, so would I, but. Make sure you drink a lot of water. You need to rehydrate. And I'm like, I don't want water right now. I want to go over there and get some bunny bites and a couple of beers. Like, <laughs> Oh, delicious bunny bites. Something yeah. magical about calling them bunny bites. I ate an antelope burger the last time I was there, and it was really quite nice. Don't, they have they, rotating game burger. They have a rotating game, game burger. They also have a regular burger, and then they had the Wagyu beef burger. Which is like that's What like, did you call me? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like an aged beef and it's got like a little bit of a funky taste to it, but not funky in like the I don't think this is good kind of way. It's just not what you expect from an old Funky beef. like heavy seas mutiny. Huh. <laughs> yeah. Did we get bison when we went to the bull's head? I thought we got uh, some kind of Yeah. I think it was bison. That was nice too. It was lean but still tender. Well, my other favorite menu addition on at Teresa's is the Hobbit ribs, <laughs> which is just hilarious to me. Mildly concerning, but it's like a little half rack of ribs. <laughs> I'll have to ask um, so that you can so that everyone can feel like an urukai one day. <laughs> the guy who hosts the pub crawl, Looks I know. Like meat. I know you Back on the menu. <laughs> feel very skeptically about pub crawls, but um, there was a place that we went to last year that offered. Um, Bone marrow burgers. Well, I'm always into bone marrow. And I Even don't... Even if it means dealing with the The problem public. is... Well, the problem is when you go to 12 different places, I don't remember the third one anymore, you know? Um, so I have to ask him which one it was. So we, can, yeah. so we can go back and just... I remember they had a great wall of drafts. And that was before I ever Sounds had like bone marrow. They had a... Um, <clears throat> at a place that... Uh, was um, serving a, a little bit overpriced can of ten fifty, um, <laughs> which is typically it was my only negative interaction there. Is and that I, why and you I, texted me to say how much? Did I you did. Pay? Okay. Um, Seventeen dollars a can is a little bit unacceptable, and I'm really hoping that it's it was a misprint. Supposed to be like seven or maybe ten. And that's what I'm thinking. Seven would seem still expensive, but appropriate for a place of yeah, this place of stature. Um, they had a bone marrow rillettes. I don't know what that is. Which is, it's kind of, um, they, they've had a couple of, they've had pork belly rillettes, they've had bone marrow rillettes, they've had rabbit rillettes. Pork really good. Which is essentially, it's it's almost like a gelatinous kind of feel to it, but you use it as a spread. So think of it as a uh, okay. as a pate or something sure. like that you would spread on bread. Okay. But they had a bone marrow rillette, which was like out of this world. That's all we do with it anyway when we get it. Generally, yeah. It's, yeah. Very, it's a very, very good application for it. You get all the flavor out of it without having to get into some creative molding thing like a, a burger. But um, no, it's uh, this 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 place, and this is a place that I would like you know eventually to uh, to go out with with some more folks because pop down there one day. Their their food, their it's all American. Everything they do is American, all American spirits. So don't go in there looking for a Grey Goose or you know a Glenlivet. It is all American spirits, beers, food, and to me, you know that is a, a nice tr- and a true testament to how far America has come. With define, I'd say America is the defining our own food image in the world. At this point, I would say so. Yeah, uh, the same. I mean, it's they. We've not only have the accessibility of every other culture, right? But we also have begun defining our own and I think, culture. I think some countries probably do certain aspects of food better than we do, but overall, I think we have a wider range of better food. Like and in France, they have great French food. I would say the same but thing they about don't necessarily have great. Mexican. Exactly. I would say the same thing about beer and wine. There's countries out there that have been doing beer and wine for hundreds and hundreds of years before America. But, and although those are still incredible, and for example, I don't think that there is anything better than a Belgian triple. When you're talking about a triple, Belgium has that nailed. This is my happy face. They've been doing it for what, five, six hundred years at this point? Longer? Longer. 
And I mean, we wouldn't even hope to try to compete with that. However, America has started defining its own beer palette. Yeah. That supplements and well, it's much like our nation where it's like, exactly we're the only the only country that's really just been like, hey, folks, come on in. Everybody's we're not always in like that, but throughout our history, we've had people from all over the world come here, and so you know we have those those Belgian inspired triples made by Allagash that are also you know heavily hopped or whatever. Right. It's just like oh, this is new. It's like a you know a, a triple IPA, and you're just like that's cool and it's great. Uh, but we have the the freedom to experiment and collaborate that I think many cultures don't. So a triple by any other name would still taste just as sweet? It does. Oh, it's so good. So um, Let's talk about this Firestone. I since like we're this. talking about beer now, you know, on this beer podcast, uh, this is Firestone's Pale 31, a California pale ale, and it's dry hopped. And I know that everyone will be shocked to find out it is 4.9%, which is not like Good lawnmower beer, I'll say. Good lawnmower beer. Yeah. After a after a long run. Ha! You don't run. In July. If, if, if one were to run. If one were to go running, this would be a perfect beer to accompany in a water bottle. Huh. Hydrate as Maybe you would run in that arrangement. This is actually quite tasty. And I'm noticing more and more and more that I really enjoy dry hopped beers. Um, they don't have... I'm not as, as a big fan of hops, but hops in balance. I don't like those... That typical, and I, for some reason, I find them to come out of California more than anywhere else. Those overpowering. There's pretty much just hops in this beer, that I can't really get over that flavor. Hops were invented, or in beer usage at least, as a preservative, and when somebody goes over the top with them and just says, "Here, have some more hops." Here, you know what? Move your glass aside. I'm just going to give you some hops to munch on, kind of beer. Sounds delicious. It really this does. to me really. <laughs> Can you well, deep fry a hop? And I'm going it? to appeal to everyone else, <laughs> but um, you're like really not making your case right. <laughs> I know, I know. I'm just like these beers that you're talking about. But this sound is fantastic. But this is a this is a really really nice balance for those non hop heads. Sure. I would say because I do enjoy really really well done IPAs, but I don't enjoy IPAs that only feature hops. Agreed, agreed. That is one of my pet peeves with IPAs. I think, and. Uh, I don't maybe, necessarily love this beer. Maybe a pet peeve it's not, of the American it's not, palate, too. It's not one of my favorite beers. It's definitely not one of my... I don't think it, it shows that true Firestone Walker robust character. Because everything, I've had very, very few of their beers that are not very powerful. Everything I've had from Firestone actually has been dark up until now. That's also true. This That's is more like true. a straw color. Mm-hmm. Um, though I will admit that last night at dinner, I don't think Ian drank his water as fast as he drank that Firestone. I think this is a good party beer. It would be a good party beer, but in the summer. No, oh, no, spring. definitely in the summer, but it's got enough flavor <clears throat> to allow you to enjoy it, but it's light enough, it's low ABV enough for you to be able to actually toss back a couple to and, drink it and have a good time. Yeah, I agree. I would I would buy a case of this for a party. I don't think I would buy a case for myself. Fair enough. Home drinking is a def- very very different I mean, there are a lot. Well, I would the pale qualify, ale types in general, though. Well, I right. would qualify most of the beers that I really enjoy as home drinking, not party drinking. And most of my home drinking beers, like what I'll do is I'll go out and buy, you know, three or four different cases of different beers, right? And put them all in the fridge. And it's not like I'm just going to plow through one case and then go to the next one. It all depends on my mood, the time of day, or the weather outside, and so I'll, I'll pick them out. And then I'll have a selection of large bottles as well, which I'll keep around. Um, I rarely, I don't have like a go-to beer that I always have in my house. I guess if it was if it was anything, it would be the Weyerbacher Big Beers mixed case. Um, Which even then is not one <coughs> right. kind of beer. But that's probably the most consistent. That's like my house beer, I think, would probably be Weyerbacher. It's nice. Which as far as like a mixed case goes, getting the, the That's a pretty mixed case. Beer, it's nice. So Shannon, what are your opinions on the pale ale? I am not a pale ale drinker in general. So I remember the day where I wasn't a red wine drinker. <laughs> I also remember the day where I could not stand the flavor of hops at all. You poor thing. I was going to say, like what was your history. life like? It is ancient Sad. history. Actually, it's not all that ancient. No. <laughs> I've just compacted quite a few years of experience into the last year and a half. I'm going to piggyback on what Ian said. And I know that I've said this before about other beers, so maybe it's my diplomatic answer that's a go-to. But it's a well-crafted beer. 
it's not my style of beer. Oh no, it's well, and the the pale ale I think is one of the more predominant styles. It's one of those where if I'm at a bar and there are ten things to choose from, and all of the rest I know don't interest me, sure, I could have a glass of this and at least you know enjoy it. What would be your top five styles of beer? Well, yeah, Belgian triples all the way. Um, I love Hefe. That's Hefeweizen. Sorry. Um, sounds like I just said boss the in boss. Spanish. <laughs> yeah. Um, I love the boss. Who's the boss? Porters and Stouts. They are kind of... one or two? That's, that's two, two very, very d- different styles. Depending on, again, the weather, the time of day, my mood, they can... They can hop up and down on that list, like hop up and, and down. down. Like the I bunny like bites. it. I like it. just like bunny bites, or California. And then I might say double IPAs. An imperial IPA. Yes. I would. Uh... How's my list? Is that acceptable? Good, but I, I have a hard time myself. I am a dark beer drinker. That is almost exclusively my go-to, especially if I'm on my own. I will go towards darker beers. What do you mean by on your own? Drinking, if I'm out, if I'm alone, out, crying in if, the shower, if I'm not in the company of other, uh, of, of other, you know, very, very good beer drinkers, people that really know what they're doing and I'm us. sampling a couple of things, I will always, almost always go to a porter, which is a very, very different change for me over the last couple of years. But it's one of those things that has just kind of like drinking black coffee, which I know we've discussed a couple of times. Right. Is an acquired taste, but once you get to it, there's nothing like it. You should hang out with Rich and Kathy more. With porters, though, I, I have a hard time saying I like porters. Because there are so many different types of porters within that category. I mean, Baltic porters are extremely different than those roasty coffee porters. Right. And, you know, American porters are very different than European porters. Similarly to what the, the way we were going over it on the, um, on the, um, the barley wine yeah. episode. Um, there are very, very distinct characters and qualities in each one of these that sometimes I'm really going to want to go for a Baltic Porter. They're very easy to drink. They're not that roasted smoked flavor. They're, they're a lot more, you could sit there on a dock somewhere in a, in a wharf in, you know, Denmark or Sweden and be sitting there drinking one of these and, you know, you know, we'll just be like, I can enjoy this. You know, I, I can enjoy this right now. But then there's toasty, coffee, chocolatey porters that are just so delicious that you want to sit there and drink by a fire and, you know, during the holidays. It's just, yeah, I would qualify those as two very distinct different types well, of beer. The same so, is like, true. almost on your top five list, you'd put porter twice. <laughs> Pretty much. But well, mean it differently. Stout is all over the place. You know, you've got your milk stouts, your oatmeal stouts, all the way through your chocolates Oyster and your stouts. coffees and your... Yeah, and your creme brulee stouts and your banana bread stouts and, you know. Which like, is why I think I like dark beers so much. Just because you can do so much with more them. Flavor There's not, I mean, an IPA or a pale ale. How many different variants of a pale right. ale will you find? You can't have a caramel pale ale. Exactly. They throw I mean, blueberries in it sometimes. It doesn't make it any better. It was a blueberry stout that I had, though. But, I know, you but, said. And that's what I'm saying is I feel that stouts and porters, because they're darker and richer beers... They have a lot. You're, they have a lot more flexibility as far as what you can do and what you can throw into them. So you're going to be sad if Berlin finally nails your rhubarb beer and it's a pale ale. I wouldn't be. Okay. I would actually really welcome the opportunity to drink a different type of pale ale. Me too. The more I can branch out, and the more I can enjoy things that I don't typically think are my favorites, the happier I am. I'm already quite content with the large amount of. Beer, uh, of beers on the darker end, I would love to break in a little bit more to, you know, I, I really, triples yeah. are a thing that I recently started to really enjoy because to me they were they were a little too champagne-y for a while mm. and being quite adverse you to champagne myself. You don't like myself, champagne at all. Well, there's a lot of bad experiences associated <laughs> with it, but um, I really did start don't to enjoy that. take that out on the triple. No. no I, I won't. I won't. It's Especially just... if it's Carmelite. <clears throat> it's such an interesting statement because I've, I've heard people everyone's sort of got that liquor that they can't drink because they've had too much of it once Goldschlager <laughs> tequila how many people <laughs> fall into that category yeah but hearing you <laughs> say that about champagne one, really. is just interesting because it's sort of like what horrible behavior does champagne bring about you'll be pleased to know that our next beer is dark and a stout that is quite dark actually an oatmeal stout it's got a great name too doesn't it it's the Velvet Merlin, nice. which I would like to start drinking. It's their uh, their seasonal release oatmeal stout. 
You can get through this. I can get through this. And I'm a team you player. you do, you don't get any of this. Aww. If you don't eat your meat, <laughs> you can't, can't have, have any pudding. pudding. Oh. How can you have any pudding? <sighs> so what does uh, Velvet Merlin rank in on ABV? Oh, is it an, Is it a low day all around? Yeah, it's only 5.5. Oh my gosh. It almost has a dirt quality smell to oh it. Oh my god. Dirt's not bad. The dirt's not bad at all. I feel like Max, I I might strive to experience beer the way Max does because you you always have these very visceral responses. It always seems to be fairly earthy too. <laughs> well, it's like potatoes and but vegetables. But sitting on the wharf, well, I believe, in, you know, I believe that they're very profound smells, and smell really gives you a very good indication. Unless you're drinking the. Um, the uh, the grapefruity no, the, okay. uh, the great that grapefruity um, IPA flavor because a lot of times it's very very off putting right off putting is not a good word bitter pith kind it's of. it's confusing almost because you smell the super citrusy sweet smell and then you get a very bitter crisp kind of flavor with it with a lot of and uh, you know with this like I said it's it's almost got a dirty quality smell to it. I'm not getting like a gritty, dirty kind of flavor to it, but sure. the smell, definitely. And the taste? I like it. It's nice. Again, it's a. Uh, it almost does have a little bit of a, a little bit of junk going on there. Junk? Is there junk in Merlin's trunk? But I like it. <laughs> I, I would definitely say there is junk in his trunk. No, this is this is actually very nice though. Is it unfiltered? I mean, the color is dark it's a stout oh this is a this is black okay <clears throat> but it's very nice it's very um and i think that that has to oh it was bottled on my birthday oh how sweet you're welcome i totally planned that that's awesome <laughs> i think it has a lot to do as well with um i mean it's fresh yeah it is fresh and i think that's why it's not super you know you're not getting a huge kick from it which, well, are kinda, which is kind of maybe you're nice. also not getting a huge kick from it because it's five point five percent. But it's it's very well. That's what I mean, though. I mean, I want I would like to see how much that plays into the fact that it is so fresh. I mean, we're only talking what weeks? Yeah, About six maybe. Yeah, but it's got a nice amount of flavor for it. I do like an oatmeal stout. I will be honest. There. Are... In in the breakdown of the stout world, they're up there amongst my. Oh yeah, they're very nice. I'm they're they're smooth. I'm mm -hmm. starting to come around more on the milk stouts. They're usually lower in ABV and they're just more delicate, I think. And uh, stouts can get a bad reputation for just being too intense. Here's my take on stouts, and one of the reasons that I like them so much. I am also, and I don't think this is any surprise to anybody that knows me. I am a huge fan of breakfast. <laughs> Breakfast ah, is one breakfast, of those things yeah. that you can eat in the morning. You can have bacon, eggs, and pancakes at lunch, and you can most certainly have them for dinner or after hours. Mm. That is something that I love about breakfast. Pancakes, you don't want to eat. Eggs. You don't want to eat certain dinner. For, you don't want to eat pasta for breakfast. I would. I would prefer. You would. It. <laughs> really? Really? For me, I just don't get that. For me, stouts go well with breakfast. Mm -hmm. Milk stouts. Oatmeal stouts. Well, and I think chocolate stouts. I think they're even. supposed to. And historically, you you always read about like a strong dark beer or a weak dark beer with breakfast. Right. Even even like a, um, I mean, I, I would go with a stout or even a, a German Bock. I can see that. Yeah. I mean, it's they're they're nice. They're you don't want a super powerful beer at breakfast. Most people are probably thinking about... For, for brunch, maybe. Beer for breakfast. for breakfast. Yeah, they're like, what do you mean, beer for breakfast? But I have to at, go to work. But at the same time, you don't want a super strong beer at the very end of a long day. No. I mean, I'm talking at 1 or 2 in the morning when you're heading somewhere for that's breakfast That's when you like, take quick. two sips of it and you fall asleep. And that's what I mean, is that you don't want something super powerful at the beginning of the <laughs> end of the day, which is really what my favorite time for drinking stouts is. So I find it quite nice, actually... To have, have a lower ABV, to have a lower ABV option, yeah. exactly. So you can either accompany that with breakfast or brunch when you're getting your day started, or finishing up. We ruined Jordy the other week because she said she had never had beer as early as she did when we were podcasting. I think it was Wasn't that early. Yeah, it was seven a.m. I mean, come on, eleven. I think <laughs> that's. 
I used to figure if the if the menus switch over from breakfast to lunch at eleven, then I'm it's okay to start drinking well, at know, eleven. I have to be honest. My it takes some is... getting used to. It took me about three minutes. <laughs> so you know, hang in there, Jordy. My general rule is if you go to work at five AM and you're done work at one, it's five o'clock. <laughs> five o'clock is the generally acceptable time for drinking. So it's like the only reason that that's the acceptable time is because that's when the majority of people get done work. Right. It's like, God, I'm done work. I need a drink. So if you work until noon, you just got done work. You need a drink. For example, would it be appropriate to start drinking at 5 if you started your shift at 7? No. No? No. Because then you're going to go out for a happy hour and then go to work right after that. That's oh, too complicated. 7 p.m. I was yeah, so 7 confused. I was doing all this no, math you. in my head. And yeah. it did not. So it's, it, all, it all comes down to subjectivity. Well, I mean, it's a breakfast out. Well, if it's a breakfast out, I'm always a fan of drinking it. I'll drink that at the desk. <laughs> With a straw. Mm-hmm. Oh, no, no, this is just soda. Don't mind me. I mean, because, let's be honest, Don't the color of that, yeah. that could definitely pass for a cola. Could I'm just throwing that out somewhat there. somewhat flat Coke. You just couldn't sell it if you were Ian, because he doesn't drink soda ever, so. Well, I'd start drinking soda every day. <laughs> My daily soda. <laughs> I only drink three of these. I have three or four of these every day. I think a beer out of a straw would be pretty gross. Wouldn't you lose the texture as it... You yeah. would. You would lose a significant amount. Well, straws in general. Straws are meant for a few things. They're meant for beverages that you don't necessarily want to drink or water. Or when you're sick in the hospital and can't sit Or up. when you're drinking original beer and you had to filter it. That's true. They also to, true. They used to drink beer through straws, but they, would, uh, they had like little mesh filters on the bottom. And uh, you would... To get rid of all like the the mash that was still in the beer because they didn't really separate it out very well back then. So here's what happens when cousin Max gets a smartphone. And forgets to turn it off. <laughs> <laughs> it never happened when you had a an archaic. Well, that's also because nobody was my friend. But oh, <laughs> the smartphone has made it more popular. Yeah. <laughs> oh, as soon as you get a smartphone, you walk into a crowd, you just pull it out of your pocket and you just start you know flipping through it you know looking at some like, pictures oh, you that doing? you took of yourself <laughs> and other people are like oh wow that's a nice phone here let me add you on facebook i'm like sure why not you've become instantly popular bump i really was always a fan of that app i miss it now that of i what? bump i don't know what that is um it's based... you should know what that yeah, is that sounds say, like it's right up your alley <laughs> it's a, an app for your phone that you you go in and set up your profile and decide what you're willing to show to the world. And then all I would have to do is basically knock my phone up against Max's and it would give him, hey, instead of here's my number or let me text you or whatever, it would give him, you know, my name, my profile picture, my phone number, my email address, whatever I wanted him to see. It was a lot easier to go around. Like when I would go to my first rehearsal sometimes for a show, we would just go down the line and go boom, 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 boom. Now I have everybody. Like it was great. Simple things. I like it. It's a cool concept. They still advertise that for some phones. Yeah. But you have to have like the same style of phone now to share and whatever. They yeah. should just all become more universal because then... I know it's not necessarily in their best interest, but it just makes more sense overall. You know, my, uh, my favorite method of um, networking and getting to know people and their information is by drinking together. I agree. It's worked for thousands of years. Why mess with a good thing? Every exactly. time I go out, we were talking about this the other week, I think. Um, probably not on the podcast. But every time I go out, like, if I'm out by myself, I usually have a book. And I usually read, like, three pages before I'm heavily engrossed in conversation with either the bartender or somebody yeah. next to me. That's when you described your Valentine's Day. That's when that came up. Yeah. <laughs> so, that's great. Oh, yeah. He got a stranger's meat plate the other day. Yeah, they just didn't want to finish it. They were like, That oh. sounds so strange if you don't know what a meat plate is. <laughs> and they are just like, do you want this? And I was like, no, I couldn't possibly. And they're like, seriously, we're not going to eat it. I was like, yeah, send it over. <laughs> <laughs> That's how we got the, our hobbit ribs for the first time, yeah. too. I'm still, I, 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 <laughs> until you decide, until you tell me what kind of ribs they are. <laughs> Short I don't, ribs. Okay, because I, <laughs> All I'm hearing is these hobbit ribs are delicious, and these devious looks come out of your faces, and I'm like, I don't... But get it? Because they're short ribs? I don't hobbits know. are tiny? <laughs> so it's way more fun to Like, what animal ribs. do these come from? They come from hobbits. Oh, well, in that case. They also sell unicorn meat, you know? Whatever. It's what a are, rotating selection of burgers. What are taters? <laughs> what was the other thing they had? They had, uh... Oh, they had kangaroo. They had a kangaroo loin. I wanted to order that, but I already ordered my antelope. Oh, you poor thing. Oh, actually.
actually. I felt like a lion that day. I was just eating everything. A lion or a bear? I felt like a lion. So a friend at work told me that he met his wife at a rare meat party. So I originally thought of you because you like your meat so rare. And then he explained that what it was is it was just a party where you had all of these unconventional. So it wasn't rare like cooked. It was rare like hard right. to find. It was kangaroo and ostrich and all of the animals. Ostrich is tasty. I could get behind that. Like what a fun theme. How do you like. Or you have a, did a uh, restaurant host this, or did like somebody somebody host this in their house? It was actually a, a church night. event. Yeah, that they you have a Friday in night house. game night. Yes, game night. Oh my god! Which is all just Wait, can it also be meets. while? No, it has to be Sunday, so we can watch Game of Thrones on game night. Oh, and <laughs> Game of Thrones, game? we'd be it'd be so perfect yeah. for eating game. We could like re- how actually we wanted to do that. We wanted to make a Game of Thrones beer Theme. dinner. Beer dinner. With all and, of the new, because like all the food is so wonderfully described in there, mm-hmm. and you have, and like we could feature a different house every, you know, every like year it. dinner. Um, oh, be so we good. need like large, oversized goblets just to swirl yeah. things around. Because you have like the sun spear. Uh, the, um, what is it? Oh, it's been a while since I've read them. It's also been a while Dorn. since there's Dorn, which is all like the spicy food. Right. Um, oh, my stomach. There's that the Tullys, so who's all like the fish and everything. I'm more interested in Karth. <laughs> Eat some squid. Oh yeah, oh yeah. That's um, a good idea. And then you have the north with like it'd be all like venison and stuff like that. Is it Omegang that's putting out the Game of yes, Thrones? Yes, Omegang is putting out Game of Thrones beer. Oh, I forgot about that <coughs> until now. I like good this good reminder. Yeah. Do you know what style it is? Well, they're doing. I think I'm not sure how they're releasing it. Somebody said they're doing like one a season. I don't think they should do that. I think they should release it throughout the first season. Um, or the the first season. one they're doing is the Iron Throne beer, and I think it's um, I think it was a wheat beer. I could be wrong. Someone posted it on my Facebook wall, but it's been months. Nora now. Goldman, yeah. I know you're listening. Yeah, see, when I hear a uh, when I hear an Iron Throne beer, I definitely don't think of a wheat. <laughs> yeah, well, the Iron Throne is is in the Excuse it's me. in the South. Well, I'm aware that it's in the South, but when I hear the Iron Throne. I'm not thinking of, I'm thinking of something with some, maybe some earthy mineral characteristics to it. I'm not thinking of a, let's pop an orange in this bad boy and go to town. <laughs> you know, it's... Though, you know what? If we're going to do that, we need to talk to Jay. Well, I'm figuring, I mean, I have the Cersei glass, but what if we sort of take screenshots of, you know, some of your favorites from the different houses areas whatever so every and, house has their own t- style of glass yeah and take that to jay and just say hey what can you do because he even makes the drinking horns and stuff yeah. which would be pretty cool i mean hard to serve you know like i think if it was up to me i would only drink out of horns <laughs> with like a stand yes so you can, well like, put it down on a stand and it won't spill over like well, the i don't know thing, why i would right? put it down exactly. but yeah well sometimes you need both hands to like dig into that trencher of bread and meat and or medicine yeah. go to the bathroom yeah you take your you horn of beer with that. you. <laughs> I would take my horn of beer anywhere. My horn of plenty beer. So yeah, if uh, that yeah. kind of excitement we'll, we'll interests guess. you, dashinggrove.com. We'll fry up some venison Prepare to and turn out all of the lights and, and only have three candles illuminating the room <laughs> because that just seems that there's never any light. No, it's just got to be fireplaces everywhere. I like it. Huge okay. logs. We show up with everything to do a beer dinner. Like from the napkins to the forks to seven different glasses, but I don't know that we could really add a fireplace to our. We could do a fire. A pit. torch. We could do outside. That if would you, be pretty If you guys cool. wanted, I will go and gladly stand there in a black <laughs> suit there. just to hold a torch. <laughs> you say that now, but three hours in, when your arms trembling from holding the. Torch. I switch arms. He'll practice boom miking for a while. <laughs> that's a good idea. Or you know that's that aforementioned stand for the beer horn. Just use that for the torch. There you go. There you go. They're fashion thinking. something. I like it. It's that not, way I could just stand in the corner with a beer a horn. Sconce. It's not like just it. the fancy thinking phone. You got a thinker at the well, it's a fancy you know, thinking brain. Up this there phone too. is training me quite well. <laughs> That's really what it is. I've, I take no responsibility or credit for this. <laughs> oh, yeah. No. Learning through osmosis. The phone's no. in his pocket and all the internet is just bleeding into him. <laughs> Careful, you can't believe everything you read on the internet. Everything my hard drive has much more limited space than my phone does. <laughs> is that how, the new way? It used to say, with what, you sleep with the book under your pillow to learn yeah. by osmosis? Yeah. You have a really smart 
left butt cheek if that's nice. where you travel. I actually to. just had a USB adapter installed in my left arm. <laughs> just plug it in. Just figure, plug it there in. There was a, a movie about that a long time ago. It was in like. It's just when like the internet was coming out, and it was about this kid who was like in the library during a lightning storm, and he ends up getting like electrocuted, but like all of the information downloads into him. I like it. And he just knew everything, and he went on to, you know. Do, do kids today still watch The Neverending Story? I wouldn't know the answer to that because I'm not a kid right now. I don't know. You Touché. just said you talked about the storm in the library and all that, and I was picturing the opening scene where he's sort of laying. On the floor, reading the book, and the storm is going outside. And is it bad no, he was on the computer. The only <laughs> the only thing that I can think of about lightning storms and kids is uh, Chronicle. Ben Franklin. What was that? Chronicle. Oh yeah. That's the only thing I can think of That's right now. Cool. That was your three a.m. movie. That was that was that, that was oh that was after drinking copious amounts of Mad Elf and trying to stay up and keep pace with Jason until four thirty. See, keep pace makes it sound like he yeah, was still pounding like we him were back. Drinking. No, he was... no, but just as far as endurance, overall endurance, just trying to stay up movie after watching endurance because we drove down that day, didn't we? Yep. That was the same day. That was a long day. It was a long day. It was actually the second day, technically. Seeing as it was at that point, 3.30, 4 o'clock in the morning. So early. Oh, and I'm not a morning person, typically, unless it's 3 in the morning. In which case, count me in. Nope. See, I think you two are the types that if you were out at a bar or in you know, an atmosphere that was very stimulating, you would be more awake. But, you know, hanging out in the basement with Jason watching movies was not the most Albeit engaging. Albeit a nice basement. Thanks. It is a very nice basement. Decent movies, not really. I'm trying to remember what else we watched. I don't remember. We watched something with we the... Watch, oh, like, we watched the... the, the Ex- Die Hard? We watched The Expendables. Oh, the Expendables. We watched The Expendables Chronicle. There was another movie in there that was completely off pace. There was, there was no action or anything on it. I yeah. Actually you, you guys did not put sappy. in, like, The Notebook or something. Tell me. I don't yeah. think it was The Notebook. I don't think it was quite that extreme, but it was definitely something that I would not ever consider telling any of my other friends that I'd watched. <laughs> Which is why we're conveniently forgetting the name of it. Yes, the that's most likely what the reason is. The minute I click off, you're going to... <laughs> It was the notebook. You're going to mess up. Probably was the notebook. You're like, and I cried a little. Oh, that Ryan Gosling. Damn you, Ryan Gosling. You're so attractive. Oh, man. I love that. I love that. I don't know. Wasn't that Rachel McAdams? Yes. That is the yeah. best reason to watch that movie. Actually. I've never seen it, but... Consider it. Her would, costumes are fantastic. For her. She's like that adorable kind of hot. He was taking me through the types of hot. Yesterday. So many different kinds. There are quite a few. The, de- the problem is he has such diverse tastes and seems to appreciate so many characteristics in a woman that, yeah, I think that there are, there are definitely types of hot, but I, I couldn't keep up with the... Well, there was... Appendix it, A in Ian's definition of hot is, it, it is very thick. Me, it reminds me of a very funny, one of those uh, goofy text message, you know, fake test, text message things that you see pop up on Facebook if you follow these strange things like I do at this point. Um, but one was essentially a girl texting a guy and she says, do you think I'm sexy? And he says, no. And she says, do you think I'm cute? And he says, no. Do you think I'm wonderful? He says, no. Does that mean you think I'm beautiful? And he says, no, I think you're ugly. <laughs> <laughs> So there's that too. So. <laughs> but it gives you just a breakdown on uh, how there are different, and they're not even varying degrees. They're just different no, it's types. Just like different, yeah. Like some women aren't hot. They're just beautiful. My favorite women are those that are increasingly attractive because that means I'm drinking beer. <laughs> oh, man. I thought that was about to be so endearing, and then you went that oh, way. Oh, I thought it, it was going to be about women getting older and more attractive. No, it's it has everything to do with the amount of beer you've been drinking. <laughs> wow, you are about three beers attractive. Yes. <laughs> so in other words, it'd be, be a great night to start off the, or a great way to start out an evening, just walk into a bar and be like, one beer, two beers, ten wow, beers. Wow, you are, <laughs> might I add tonight that you are increasingly attractive. <laughs> so in other words, if I put myself together well and can just, manage a good like seven, seven a and a half before a I go out, then a few beers in, you might think that I'm rocking a ten. <laughs> I don't, but see, that's the thing is that beer beer attractiveness is not the same as as normal attractiveness. It, you can't you can't get it onto that one to ten scale. It's a completely different scale, because that deep down in the recesses of your mind, you know, this is a poor decision. Bad idea. This is a poor decision. <laughs> but when you break it down and you're like, you know what, Sometimes five six beers in, you're like, ah, I've been drinking. I'm a little less. At caring. least I can blame it on the alcohol. Yeah. That's, 
That's me in suspenders or kilt. <laughs> you wear suspenders and no, a kilt? No, you can take a guy who's just average, but you put him in a kilt and with the right boots underneath, and my knees are weak. I don't understand it. I don't understand. I don't understand it either. <laughs> to be honest, I find kilts to be... Uh, That's because you've never worn one you don't understand. It's true. I have never worn one. Um, I don't know if I aspire to or not, but uh, I find them very, very appropriate in certain contexts. Um, I would not be able to rock one, I don't think. Berlin walk, rocks one every day. I think that my, my legs are both too hairy and white to be able to pull <laughs> that off. Um, I, have you ever been to Scotland? I think that... They're a pale culture. Well, <laughs> perhaps if I was in Scotland, I'd be able to culture. pull that off. Yeah. But in the United States, one of those, that, that's one of those things that gets into those borderline uh, inappropriate kind of situations. I don't really see myself in Miami Beach wearing a kilt. Eh. Even though it would be very nice and drafty. <laughs> I, um, I, those humid days. <laughs> I bought myself a Christmas gift once at a um, fundraiser. They were selling... The head-to-toe kiltification, if you will, and uh, I didn't care what it costs. <laughs> I knew I was buying it, and I called Jason and I was like, "Hey, you don't have to get me anything for Christmas. I just bought my own gift. Just show up at this place at this time and let it happen." <laughs> and um, <laughs> it was fantastic. Unfortunately, like it. it was October, and by the time the sun started to go down, I got this call. <laughs> he says, it, "It's really cold out. Can I go put pants on now, please?" <laughs> For his first for his first try, he did pretty good. Can I put pants on, please? <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like you're in the red room of pain. Right? <laughs> <laughs> nice. Oh, oh man. The funny thing is, I actually know what that is, and I've never read the book. Well, I am, um, thanks to paperbackswap.com, I am getting the second book sent to me for free. Very excited. The first I think one. I have the first one sitting right there. Was terrible. But I didn't realize it was a trilogy, and I always care about relationships, and I need to know how it turns out. It's actually, I think that's actually the second reference to Fifty Shades of Grey I made before. The last one was the Fifty Shades of Petraeus. Yes. <laughs> which, uh, which I'm still a big fan of that one. But He is not an attractive man. They, you know what? The man knows what he's doing. Howard is attractive. I guess. I guess. And he's tiny. He's like 5'8", maybe? Like... Little, little Napoleon. <laughs> it's really not tiny, all things considered. Well, I guess, I guess when I saw pictures of him in the uniform and all of that, he looks like an imposing presence. And then I saw him in real life, and I was like, oh, where's the rest of you? It's, it's not amazing. the height the ladies are after. It's sort of like Tom Cruise. He's it's his power. really short, but the cameras always have this way of making him look like an average. Yep. Well, I thought that was just because his head was in the clouds. Oh. Uh-huh. But... Did you get to the What Would Tom Cruise Do chapter of that book yet? No. It's pretty great. Go crazy? Jump on a couch? No. Well, <laughs> actually... Gungam style on a couch, you know, just... And this might, this might affect the way that you perceive the author of the book, but he said that Tom Cruise has it together more than anyone he's ever met. Wow. This was kind of before this whole Scientology sure. thing. Yeah, was was this older. author still of the school of thought from England in the 1800s when opium was a huge hit? <laughs> I mean, it's just throwing that one out there. Probably. Either way, I've got a book you should read. Neil Strauss. Pretty fantastic. I like it. I'm down to try anything. Don't quote me on that. <laughs> Too late. I like how we fess up to these things that we never want to be held accountable for, but then we're we like, record oh, them. It's actually recorded and we're posting it online for everyone. But that's why you put those disclaimers out there immediately after the fact. Yeah, I'm not editing that out. <laughs> well, there you go. That's just too much work. It's off like the record. <laughs> off yeah. the record. No, we'll hit the stop real quick. <laughs> just keep in mind that as long as your girlfriend doesn't listen to the podcast, that's true. You can say anything. And knowing how she feels about beer, I'm not sure that she's really going She to. loves beer now. She does love beer, and I'm so proud of her for it. Sort of like how you love last red week, wine now? Last week at Tria, they had a really nice red wine as the Sunday special. And uh, Max and Alex were on their way, and they were also running the Seduction. Ooh. And uh, I was like, you know, can I order you a drink before you guys get here? I sent a text. And she's like, oh, what do they have? I was like, well, they have really great uh, red wine, and they have the seduction. She just responded with two seductions. Like, <laughs> well, let They're me just throw it pair. out there. You know, we may have been together for 10 years, but uh, 
She's no stranger to seduction. <laughs> <laughs> I don't oh know that I want to hear this. <laughs> it's, and, and just let that sink in for a minute. <clears throat> well. That's what she said. <laughs> oh! It is delicious. <laughs> oh, my. Uh, this is a beer yeah. podcast. Beer podcast. Okay. <laughs> well, let's, let's go back to that um, just as a final thought not to be Maury Povich or anything but um what do you think in terms of the two that we've tried from the mixed case I know that there's at least two maybe four others but I enjoyed what I had I didn't love any of it I would I would I would get them again but again not necessarily for myself I think they're both great party beers yeah, they're both very, very good, entertaining beers. One a light, one a dark. Um, I agree. The um, the stout didn't have a whole lot of the stout qualities that I'm normally going for, but it was very easy to drink. I have to. Be, I have to. One thing I've that I've never I can really say, seen you suffer through a beer, Max. One one thing that I have to say is that I. Uh, well, that have you tried that blueberry nightmare? No. Oh he my didn't lord! Like it. That would Loved be. It. That was men's suffrage right there. <laughs> um, but. Uh, no, the the one thing that I did like about these, is, <laughs> I did want a vacuum cleaner and a martini, but um, my my thing, my number one take on these beers is that I have never felt more comfortable walking away from a podcast and taking finding my way home. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> Which is actually different. Um, yeah, no, I still have a little Normally bit of clarity. Like, where did I park? <laughs> Mental clarity is going on here. Well, um, and not that I advocate drinking and driving or anything like that. I always make sure that I'm. Handling myself responsibly. He but lingers is, and eats junk food before he goes. These these were really so. these are really. I mean, you could sit here and drink three or four of these, mm-hmm. um, and then you know you know have a nice little buzz going on. But really, they're they're nothing too potent. Nope, they're pleasant though. Nice. I did tell them um, since apparently I was a customer who knows what she wants and went in and bought all this great beer. I said, you you find the parabola and you call me. And I left them with my card. So they laughed and said, yeah. If only. <laughs> yeah, good luck with that. Yeah. <clears throat> because I liked it as I was waiting for him to dig out the Le Penduman because the system that they have, they're basically floor to ceiling they beer just, just like, stacked yeah. in. I don't understand the method. It works for them and they're very efficient, but I... I understand the method. Um, he's digging it out and he comes over and points to a box of the Firestone Wookie Jack. And he's like, have you had this? I said, yes. He goes, oh, of course you've had this. Look at your taste. <laughs> I, uh, the day that I found that was the day that I knew. I know two people that would probably enjoy sampling this. So Some Wookiees. The, uh, the Black Rye IPA. Yeah. Which is... which And Rye, I never really I seek like out. I like the Union Jack a lot, too. I think I like yeah. the Union Jack more than the Wookiee Jack. The Wookiee Jack I found very, very interesting because it was the only, it was the only IPA that I'd found that was a dark IPA that I really enjoyed that mix of that piney hop combination because it really is it, it it's it tastes like you know you, you milled down some of this the decorations around the holidays and threw them in with some hops into a beer and there you are you are drinking a pine like beer gin. There, it, there was a lot of those very very sharp characteristics to it but i thought they were very well done awesome where is firestone from california are they yeah we've been going west coast a lot lately but you know, we did. I was going to say these are people week. that I would like to get to know better. They're they're we, producing some really really phenomenal we stuff. We go visit Green Flash and Firestone. I always. That sounds like a tough trip. Since I became legal to drink, I have really really wanted to go do the whole like California wine region, etc. But now, yeah, now if I went to California, I don't know that I'd get to a single vineyard. I'd be spending all my time. In Russian breweries. River is actually a brewery that I love and I haven't had in a little while. Come to think go of back it. to that. Yeah. Come to I don't think, think of we've it. ever done one of those on here. Salvation, redemption, damnation. damnation. See, I I would like to do a damnation followed by consecration followed by salvation. <laughs> it's like the Dante's, you know. You gotta throw the the sanctification in there. It's like the Dante's <laughs> Divine Comedy right there. It's <laughs> like you know, I I would like that. That'd be a, start off with the corruption and then you get better. Exactly. Teresa's doesn't sell growlers, do they? I don't think so. Because they always have a really good. Russian River selection. Yeah, I almost always have Russian River on tap. Let's see if we can podcast from uh, Teresa's. Can we just set up in a booth here? <laughs> we could, amazing. only it would get raucous. Yeah, there'd be well, a lot of It would be great, the five-hour podcast. And great. It would be, Walking yeah. around with microphones, you know. 
I see you're drinking beer. Do you like beer? <laughs> how my much do you Ian, like beer? By the way, on a scale of one to five, how much do you say you like on beer? On a scale of one to beer. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. I might steal that. Beer. <laughs> All right, like guys. So for next for next time, um, I will look. Some I will Russian look River. out for uh, something with a cork. Russian River does, don't yeah. they? Yeah. Perfect. Um, though we're staying on the west coast then. Then it's okay. We're totally. We got that. Maybe going. we could do Russian River and Allagash. Ooh. Then we can do Cork and I would say Best of the East and the West. Oh, that's Hi-oh. fun. Have a little like throwdown. Not a throwdown. The East side I, I, I would say it's not a competition, side. and I'm not even sure that those are the best. I just think that they are up there. I like the friendly competition. Actually, best. I don't. So it keeps us honest. Drink Allagash as much as I would used like to. to or used to i mean we were on a roll there for a while we allegashed hard quite often yeah it was a deep allegash i think it's that i know it's good i know i love it it's accessible too yeah yeah i still i'm holding on to one fluxus i'd like to call that episode the allegashing of teeth <laughs> <laughs> oh man you just that's gonna be your new title yeah, we're gonna you, get you business you title our, uh, i'm gonna come up with all the title uh, of the podcast well this was the firestone chat yeah. yeah so i feel like you know it's on which note the mysterious christopher walker's firestone <laughs> 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 um the unreleased podcast 1a or whatever yeah. that we did summer solstice mm-hmm. i have found um anderson valley released winter solstice mm-hmm. in cans they also have a barney flats which is good um so i thought that maybe that the winter solstice could make a no no nothing nothing like that all right i'll let you get your fancy thinking phone and and get Mosey on your on way out the we'll make road. it happen it or... is sunday world so if you want to find us we're you gonna... know where we'll be four letter name <laughs> Um, Three locations. One word. Four letters. My apologies that we release on Tuesdays, but we're going out now. But, you know, we have to edit. Whatever. Uh, Find me on Twitter. I am at BeerMistress. At Dashing underscore Rogue. And always at DashingRogue.com or on Facebook.com slash Dashing Rogue. Do it. Send us your questions, your comments, your favorite beers. We are are learning that now that we do more than one beer an episode, we're really... We're looking for new fun things Branch to out. talk about. So send us your recommendations. We we care, guys. We appreciate you. Until next time, this is Shannon, your beer mistress. Well, Professor. And Cousin Max.